Hey guys, I'm dropping in today to bring you a major update about the case of Tina Satchwell, which we covered in episode six. I will warn you, um, I don't think this will be going through our standard audio editing process, so it might sound a little bit off from how we normally sound. And Sean is unable to join me for this episode, so it's just me today, but I couldn't wait any longer to share this news that came out. If you did not listen to episode six, I recommend you go listen to that and then listen to this. It'll make a little more sense that way. And I've been wondering when the first update would come in one of the cases we've covered, and it's come sooner than I expected. I mean, I knew it was bound to happen eventually, and that's what you hope for, right? When you cover unsolved cases, you want there to be updates. If you would have asked me which case I thought we'd see an update in, Tina's actually would not have been my first guess. I think I would have guessed Scott Radigan or Allie Gilmore. For those of you who need a quick refresher on the case, Tina Satchwell lived in Ireland, and she was last seen by her husband Richard at her home in Yall on March 20th, 2017. Richard reported that on this day, Tina requested he run a few errands for him, and when he returned, she was gone. Her keys were on the floor, her cell phone was on a table, and her two dogs, who she adored, were alone in the house, which was especially odd. He claimed he then discovered two suitcases were missing from the home, as well as 26,000 euros. Richard waited four days to report Tina as a missing person because he thought maybe she left to be with family just for a few days and then she would come back. Tina was never seen again. Although there were some alleged sightings of her, they never panned out, and there was no activity on her bank account, nothing with her phone records. There was no trace of her at all. Richard claimed that his home was searched by Gardie without his knowledge three months after Tina disappeared, and evidently nothing was found at that time. Essentially, with this case, you had two options. Either Tina left willingly, I mean, she would have the funds to do so, according to Richard, and she possibly started a new life. That was the narrative from Richard. Or there was a possibility that Richard was making it up and he harmed Tina. We briefly discussed suicide and potential foul play at the hands of someone else when we covered the case, but it really just came down to those first two possibilities. Richard made frequent media appearances where he talked about Tina's disappearance, and he seemed to also complain about how the media portrayed him, which he thought was not in a good light. There was a search in Mitchell's Wood outside of the village of Castle Martyr in County Cork, but that didn't seem to be fruitful, and that was back in 2018. And then the case seemed pretty quiet until the past few days or, or week or so when suddenly Richard was arrested and Tina's case was upgraded from a missing person case to a murder investigation. At the same time, a massive search of the Sackville home was underway. His vehicles were searched and there was also a search of an industrial unit uh, at a secondary location. And Richard never moved away, so this was the home that Tina lived in prior to her disappearance. Reportedly, this all spawned from a re-review of evidence that had already been gathered, as well as some new information that came to light. 
A wide array of tools are brought in, such as pickaxes, shovels, chainsaws, I mean, you name it, and they had it. A cadaver dog was brought in, too. But Richard could only be held for 24 hours, at which point he either had to be charged or released. And, of course, if they hadn't gathered enough evidence, they'd have to let him go. So that's what happened here, but only for a short amount of time, because human remains were found in his home on Wednesday. These remains were identified as being Tina through the use of her dental records. And this was obviously enough to rearrest and charge Richard with Tina's murder. It was at that point that his name finally came out in the media. My jaw dropped when I learned that Tina was in her own home seemingly this entire time. And there's a lot to unpack here. But I want to remember that Tina's family never really thought she would run off, as Richard suggested, and they were right. Tina's sister, Teresa, said in a tribute to her on Facebook, quote, R.I.P. to my beautiful sister, Tina. You can rest now, love. We found you. I love you and miss you. You are now with mom. Fly high, my beautiful angel, end quote. My heart goes out to her family. I feel genuinely disturbed by this news, especially with the location of her body. So I can't begin to imagine what it feels like as a family member. But I am glad they've received answers and they don't have to go the rest of their lives not knowing. But it's still hard, of course. Tina was found because a cadaver dog, a Springer Spaniel named Fern, got a hit inside the Satchel home. According to the Irish Times, quote, the body was found wrapped in black plastic and buried beneath a thick layer of concrete, almost a meter deep in a full-size grave, dug in the stairwell of the stairs in the hallway of the three-story terraced house, end quote. Tina's cause of death and the length of time her remains have been there has yet to be determined, but I'm sure that information will come soon. If it can be determined at all, I mean, I would think the length of time her remains have been there could be determined. I'm not so sure about the cause of death. I would still think that could be established too, but might be a little more difficult. Reportedly, the remains were surprisingly well-preserved, which could be because of the soil type or temperature or the way she was wrapped. That is still unclear. So making our way back to what kicked off this whole search to begin with, and there seemed to be a few factors. I mentioned how there was a re-review of evidence. A Garda who was reviewing the case was looking through photographs and noticed a difference between a photo from inside the home by the stairs from before Tina disappeared and then one taken by Gardi after she disappeared when the home was searched. The officer observed that a brick wall had been put up at the side of the stairs, and it was established that Richard completed this work himself. But it also came out that there was utility work done recently, and suspicion was raised after examining the drains. I believe somebody had purchased a property next door or nearby pretty recently, and that's what prompted the utility work and prompted the suspicion, which they then shared with Gardee. And there were also reports of late night renovations and digging going on at night over the years after Tina disappeared. So there seemed to be several reasons why the search got kicked off. It could be that the utility worker kind of started this all and then 
they were looking back through photos and looking for differences, and that's when they spotted the brick wall. That remains to be uncovered. This is the extent of the information I could find, but I'm sure more information will come out. Now, I have so many thoughts, but I will try to keep this concise. I know Richard still has to go through the legal system, but it was jarring to me to know Tina was kept in his home this whole time. Although a search was conducted of his home after she disappeared, that search was nothing like the one that was done over the past several days. I mean, you can't just tear apart someone's house for no reason. And I don't recall Richard or anyone saying that dogs were brought in for that search either. Who would have thought he would have hidden her there? I don't think anyone would have guessed that. It seems ridiculous that someone would do that, but I wonder if it were a matter of control for him. If her remains were hidden somewhere that was far away or in the woods somewhere, there's always a possibility that someone could stumble upon them. But if they're in the house, he has control over who comes inside and he has eyes on them at all times. I mean, not eyes on the actual remains, but the area in which they were stored. There could have also been fear that he would be seen if he were to hide the remains somewhere else. This could explain the four-day delay in reporting Tina missing. That seemed so unusual. He could have been handling the hiding of her body. Of course, I don't know if that's the case, but it seems possible at this point. I suppose Tina could have been kept somewhere else before she was moved into the spot she was found in, but again, we don't know. During my research for the initial coverage of this case, I watched a large number of interviews Richard participated in, and I specifically remember an about an hour-long interview he did with Neil Prendeville, and we referenced it a lot in that episode. And it's eerie to me to know now that he was seemingly just lying through his teeth, and he even made comments about Tina being abusive to him, and that he would never hit her back like he were just a punching bag. He said he never laid a hand on her. I look back and wonder why he would agree to so many interviews and it could go back to control. Uh, Maybe he wanted to attempt to control the narrative, although it kind of seemed like it backfired on him because he didn't seem to win anyone over through his interviews. I mean, At best, it seemed like people thought he was just kind of an odd guy, not necessarily responsible for Tina's disappearance. But at worst, there were a lot of people who did think he was responsible. I remember when we talked about how he went to jail for social welfare fraud many years ago. And during my research, I just kept thinking the way he talked about it was strange But what it told me about Richard, and I don't know if I said it this way in the episode when we initially covered her case, but what I kept thinking was Richard is capable of deceit on some level. Now we know he was likely capable of deceit on a much greater level than social welfare fraud. I also thought back to the time he spotted two random suitcases in a car park and he called Gardy to check them out. But nothing came of that. Of course nothing came of that. (laughs) 
And you just wonder if he saw those and thought it was a perfect opportunity to try to back up his story. So I don't know how this all went down. Maybe Richard will tell us. Maybe he won't. I'm inclined to think he won't, but we'll see. And it will be interesting to see where this goes. But I, I mean, my heart just goes out to Tina's family. And I'm not sure if her dogs are still around. I'm not sure how old they were when she disappeared. Ruby and Heidi, I remember were their names. But I hope they are cared for if they are. It's sick to think they had to live in the home because as far as I'm aware, Richard kept the dogs um, and their mom was buried there the whole time. And it makes you wonder if they ever noticed a scent, a weird smell, if they ever tried to go to the area where she was kept. I feel like our dog would, but who knows? Tina was, by all accounts, a joy to be around, a fun person, and she's greatly missed by those who loved her. Thank you to all of you who have listened today, and thank you to those of you who have reached out since the news came out and have even shared some of the news with us. That is greatly appreciated, and welcome to all of our new listeners. Thank you for tuning in. We are so happy to have you here, and you know, to our new Irish listeners, if you have any unsolved cases that you'd like to hear us cover, unsolved Irish cases, please send them our way. We'll definitely look into them. You can always find us on Instagram at Key to the Case Podcast, or you can email us at key to the case at gmail.com. We would love to cover more Irish cases, so send them our way if you have them. And I, again, apologize for the audio probably not sounding how it normally does, um, but that's all we have for today. Definitely let us know your thoughts in this case and with this update. Really want to hear it, and we will be back soon. Bye.